Welcome back as we preview the Giants divisional round. Cannot believe I'm saying that still. Divisional round playoff game at the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, the Giants, they come in as seven and a half point underdogs. So it's not great. And the Giants have not won in Philly since 2013. So pretty much a decade, but I think technically nine seasons. And uh, the Giants have a lot stacked against them. We know Philly has the better roster. They've had the better regular season. Better history in recent years, especially, versus the New York Giants. But Philly's not the same team that they were, let's say, two, three months ago. I think maybe they could have peaked at the wrong time. Now, of course, they could go on to win the Super Bowl. It would not shock me. But Philly at one point, they were 9-0. Actually, 8-0. But still, they were like the top team. They got the first seed in the NFC for a reason. And I know the NFC is not the AFC, of course, but still, they had a very impressive regular season. But lately, Philly has not been the same. And most likely, it's due to injuries, or as I said, maybe they peaked at the wrong time. But they have technically lost two of their past three games. In fairness, two of those games were without their usual starting quarterback, Jalen Hurts. But, you know, Gardner Minshew's not the worst backup, but they lost at Dallas. They lost a really rough game against the Saints at home. And then, of course, they only beat Davis Webb and the Giants backups by six points. So I don't want to say Philly's limping into this game because I don't think they are technically, but they needed that bye week. I think Philly getting that bye week was massive for them, and the Giants are definitely not going to take them lightly. I mean, Don Martindale had a quote saying that he expects the MVP form of Jalen Hurts, not the guy who was playing like he was hurt last time the Giants played him. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. And of course, the Giants are seven and a half point dogs and... You know, if you're a Giants fan, I don't blame you for expecting to win this game. I think it's possible. I do. I wouldn't bet my life on it, but I think it's the it's very possible the Giants, you know, keep this game close and, of course, make a couple plays in the end and can hopefully win this game. And as I said, it's a tough environment. The Giants don't win here very often, but it's the playoffs. It's a different animal. But anyway, to leave a like always helps out. I'll get into the injury report and we'll talk about the matchups and things like that. Hope you guys enjoy and let's get into it. All right, let's hop into the injuries for Philly, they have a big list, Philly. Now, I do think most of these guys are going to play. The only guy listed as out here, and I'm doing this on Thursday, I'll probably upload this on like Friday, but I'm doing this Thursday night. Avante Maddox is the only guy listed as out, and the Giants didn't play him the, the last time they saw Philly the last week of the regular season. But a lot of guys, they miss time with rest. I mean, Bradbury, A.J. Brown, Fletcher Cox, Dickerson, Kelsey, Slay, a lot of guys that just miss time with rest. They'll be fine, of course. Lane Johnson's the big one, a groin injury. Um, he got a full practice today on Thursday, so I'm assuming Lane Johnson, they're all pro right tackle, will be back. That's pretty huge for them. Brandon Graham has an illness slash rest. I'm sure he'll be fine. Robert Quinn back slash rest. I'm sure he'll be fine. Full practice today. So it seems like aside from Avante Maddox, they should have a full squad based on this injury report. And on the Giants side, they still have Landon Collins in the Washington uniform. I don't know why. I'm going off Philly's website. Maybe that's why. But anyway, Aziz Ojalari, of course, he left, I think, in the second quarter of the Vikings game. It seems like he's trending in the right direction. It's not 100% guaranteed. And the other guy that has some question marks is Fabian Moreau with a hip injury. So I would say those two guys are kind of questionable, like like legitimately questionable. The rest of these guys, whether it's Hodgins, Landon Collins, Adoree Jackson, and even Jason Pinnock, who had a weird injury. It was like a, a, a bruised small intestine, I think they said it was, which you don't see very often, but he should be good to go. Julian Love with a hamstring issue. That's kind of scary, but limited practices so far Tuesday through Thursday, so hopefully Love's out there. I'm sure he will be. Now, looking at Philly's numbers throughout the year, they're very good in just about everything. I think we've gone over that before. They're top three in points, top three in total yards offensively. 
They're one of the better teams at not turning the ball over offensively. They've had the third most first downs on offense the entire year, 23rd in passing attempts, but had the ninth most passing yards. So definitely a lot of explosive passing plays. It helps when you have A.J. Brown, a very explosive big play receiver, and Devontae Smith. Jalen Hurts barely had any interceptions this year, so the Eagles don't really turn the ball over through the air or fumbling the ball and on passing plays per attempt they're fourth best in the nfl so they're good just about everywhere rushing the ball third most running attempts rushing attempts fifth most rushing yards the most rushing touchdowns in football this year of course hurts has a ton himself but they are 13th in yards per attempt so not as efficient as the other stats but their offense is multi-dimensional that's what makes the eagles different as compared to last year last year they were mainly just a running team i know Devonte smith had a really good rookie year last year dallas goddard came on once zach Ertz got traded but it seems like this year with the addition of aj brown and of course the individual improvements of Jalen Hurts himself as a pocket passer, um, this team has become a team that can run the ball and pass the ball at a very high level, which makes them very hard to stop on top of having one of the best, if not the best, offensive lines in football. Defensively, they are eighth best in points allowed, second best in yards allowed, so their defense was playing great the entire year, fifth best in forced turnovers, the best defense in passing yards allowed. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough day. Like, you know, Daniel Jones playing at Minnesota was much easier than what he'll face this week. Minnesota had like the 31st ranked pass defense, or maybe the worst, I forget. They were playing in the Dome, much better environment this time though you're playing a team that gave up the least amount of passing yards defensively you're playing outdoors in philly it's gonna be tougher like i'm not saying daniel jones will take a massive step back but i'm not expecting like the 300 passing yards and the 80 rushing yards and two touchdowns type game but hopefully and run defense wise as i mentioned last time we played them that's like the one place you can get philly they are 16th in yards allowed on the ground so middle of the pack and they are 24th in yards per attempt to uh the rushing attack so you know, if the Giants are going to beat them, it's going to take more of the ground attack. I think this is a game where Saquon will definitely see at least 12 carries unless the game gets very out of hand quickly and the Giants have to play catch up. But I know Saquon had like, what, nine carries against Minnesota. I don't see that being the case here. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think in a game like this, you attack their weakness. In Minnesota, their weakness was the pass defense. The Giants took full advantage. This time, the one kind of weakness for Philly is their run defense, and the Giants will run a lot of read options with Saquon and Daniel Jones, and hopefully they can find some more offensive success by doing that. Looking at some of the key matchups here, so we'll start with Philly's offense versus the Giants' defense. So, of course, Philly's offensive line, left tackle through right tackle, is very good. You really can't find any type of weakness on here. Mylotta at left tackle. Kelsey's one of the best centers in football. Lane Johnson at right tackle. Dickerson at left guard. They're pretty stout in just about every position. I would say the one weakness on the Philadelphia offense is their wide receiver three. And that, of course, is because of some bad drafting, some bad drafting decisions, you know, taking guys like uh, Jalen Rager and our, our Sega Whiteside, or Arthega Whiteside, as they say. I think that's how you pronounce it. But yeah, they took those guys over the likes of uh, DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson. And I think maybe over A.J. Brown, but they got him back, so it's whatever. But anyway, um, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, top two wide receivers. It's as good as it gets. But your third receiver is Quez Watkins. Now, don't completely sleep on Watkins. He does make big plays, but he is not nearly in the same class as the other top two guys on this team. He's not near the A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith class, but Quez Watkins, 
you know, in the right circumstance, can make a big player too. Dallas Goddard at tight end, that's a big one because the Giants, I would say since 2017, have not been able to cover tight ends for their lives. It's been a very rough go here for the Giants defense. Their coverage linebackers are terrible, so Dallas Goddard may see some success. He returned kind of recently from an injury that kept them out for about a month. Of course, their quarterback, running back duo, we know about Boston Scott, we know Miles Sanders is a good player, and Jalen Hurts is the interesting part. He's the wild card. I mean, if Jalen Hurts is in this game 100% healthy and is playing at the MVP level that we've seen for most of this year, and at that time, that's when the Giants lost to Philly by a score of 48-22, it won't get that bad. I don't see that happening, but Jalen Hurts fully healthy and using his legs is much different from the Jalen Hurts the Giants saw in the Davis Webb game. You can tell clearly from that game that Jalen Hurts did not want to run. He That's just how it was. He did not want to get hit, did not want to take hits. The Giants got some hits on him, but he did not want to run the ball. Now for the Giants' weaknesses on defense in a game like this, I mentioned the linebackers covering Dallas Goddard. That's a concern I have. Um, you would think one of their wide receivers, especially if Foster, not Foster Moreau, Fabian Moreau were to miss this game, that, you know, one of those second receivers can go off. I think AJ Brown, they'll put a lot of attention on him like they did with, um, with Justin Jefferson last week, and they held Jefferson to like seven catches for 48 yards. But AJ Brown, he can take a slant to the house. He's dangerous, but the Giants should have a similar approach where with A.J. Brown, the same way they did with Jefferson, just keep everything in front of you. If if A.J. Brown wants to catch a five-yard out, you know, a, a two-yard drag route, like let that happen, but don't let him beat you over the, uh, over the top and things like that. But Devontae Smith against the Giants cornerback too, whether it is Fabian Moreau or whether it's like Cordell Flott or Nick McLeod or whoever, that's the matchup I'm more concerned about. So I would say that. And of course, the Giants have a slot issue. I mean, they, they don't want to play Cordell Flott. I don't know why. They play him sometimes, but a lot of Darnay Holmes, and he has not been too reliable. So if Quez Watkins made some plays versus Darnay Holmes, I would not be too shocked by that either. And of course, keeping the run game in check. We know Dexter Lawrence, who, by the way, looking at it now, he's the number one ranked defensive tackle on PFF. So even better than Aaron Donald, which is crazy. So yeah, Dexter Lawrence, I mean, he's got to be top three at his position. I, I say there's no doubt about it. But can the Giants' run defense hold up in a matchup like this? The Giants had some rough goes with the uh, run defense at certain points this year. You know, going back to the Travis Etienne game, the Kenyon Drake game, Kenneth Walker abused them. You know, the Giants had a rough spurt at some points in the year against certain running backs. And we know Philly, between their quarterback running and Miles Sanders and, of course, Boston Scott against the Giants, that's always a concern. But outside of that, they have to force Jalen Hurts to be a pocket passer try and get an interception or two. It's definitely possible in a game like this. But if the Giants run defense can't stop them, then it's not going to matter. Like they're not going to get turnovers. They have to stop the run at a respectable rate and make them pass the ball. Kind of like the, um, it reminds me, I was going back and watching a lot of like previous Giants playoff games. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of the 2007 NFC championship game where Ryan Grant, the uh, Packers running back at the time, he had like 200 something yards the, uh, the week prior in the uh, divisional round then he played the Giants and the Giants game plan was to stop him they stopped him they they forced Brett Favre to pass more and of course Favre hurt them at some points he had like a 90 yard touchdown to Donald Driver but Favre of course later threw the game losing interception to Corey Webster and of course Tynes made the field goal and put the Giants in the Super Bowl so my point is if you can stop the run and force more passing attempts you have a better shot at turnovers and you can even force a strip sack or something like that You just cannot let Jalen Hurts get out of the pocket 
and make plays with his legs, which, you know, Daniel Jones on our side's done a great job of that lately too. All right, for the Giants offense against Philly's defense, Philly's defense doesn't have that many weaknesses. Their front seven and their corners are pretty crazy. Their defensive line's pretty crazy. I mean, yeah, the only part about the Philly defense that I think you can exploit is their safeties. So maybe you get some plays over the top, but their corners, you know, Darius Slay, James Bradbury, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, they're all very good. TJ Edwards, Kazir White at linebacker, though both of them are very good. I mean, Edwards is having a crazy good year. And then defensive line, Josh Sweat, Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Hassan Reddick. Then you have the veterans like Sue. You have Jordan Davis and another veteran in uh, Linval Joseph, the former Giant. The Giants offensive line will be tested. I mean, I, I think Evan Neal had a rough game last week. We know that. Um, Feliciano, Glowinski, they had their bad moments, but overall it wasn't too bad. Daniel Jones had a lot of very respectable pockets in that game, so it wasn't too bad, but this Philly defense is much better, like much, much better than Minnesota. So you're going to need Andrew Thomas to play at a very, very elite level. We're going to need uh, Neil to play much better at right tackle. The interior can't get blown up by Hargrave and Cox and Sue and Joseph and Davis and guys like that. It can't happen too often. And creating running lanes, I mean, that might be a problem. You might see the Giants try and do like more of the running through the air, as they say, where they do like the Saquon swing passes and just reverse plays and things like that. Have Daniel Jones get read options going to the outside and try and attack the corners rather than, than trying to attack the uh, Philly defensive line. And we'll see if the Giants wide receivers can step up. It's a tougher environment, of course, being outside, being a tougher defense and facing much tougher corners. Um, but we'll see if Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James and Slayton can make plays. Bellinger had a quiet game last week aside from the touchdown, but that would be nice if he can do it again. And for Jones and Barkley, I mean, yeah, it's, it's another huge game for those guys. Daniel Jones is making himself a ton of money as we speak. And, you know, for Saquon Barkley, it's the same thing. If he comes out here and has a great game, same for Daniel Jones. It just drives up the price more, and it gives the Giants a much better chance to win. But Philly will be ready. I really do believe that the Giants may have to open up the offense more than they'd like in a game like this. When they did it last week against uh, a Minnesota defense, it worked out very well. But, you know, what can you do versus the Philly defense that you were also able to do against the Minnesota defense? That's the problem here. Like, Minnesota's defense, you can do whatever you want to them, but Philly... It's going to be different. I'm expecting a lower scoring game. I actually want to check the over-under right now as I say that. I mean, it is 48, which I thought was pretty damn... It's a lot. 48. Wow. Okay. So 48 is much more than I thought. I thought it'd be like 42, 43, 48 is the over-under. I would take the under personally, but maybe I'm just not looking at the game the right way. But yeah, I'm expecting like a 24-20 type final score. I mean, I, I hope the Giants would pull it out, of course, but I don't, I don't think either team pulls away too much. I think it'll be a game that comes down to the late fourth quarter. And the Giants, in most cases in, in those games, they've come away with victories. So hopefully they can find a way to do it again. And we've seen the Giants do this. They they sometimes play the, you know, the juggernaut. Like in 2011, when they played the 15-1 and Packers coming off a bye week, the Giants were able to take care of them pretty easily. Not easily, but they, they won convincingly on the road. So... You know, I'm not saying it'll be the same outcome, but sometimes teams coming off buys, it's it's not the best thing for them. But I would say for Philly in this particular case, it helps because of the injuries and them not playing very well the past couple weeks. But we'll see what happens. But it should be a fun game. I'm excited. Saturday night, I'm very happy it's Saturday, not Sunday. I definitely appreciate that NFL. But we'll find out, and I will have a reaction on Saturday night for that game. I mean, probably Saturday night. If not, definitely Sunday at some point, because if they lose, I might not be in the mood. So we'll find out what happens uh, this weekend. But yeah, so that's going to do it for the game preview. Um, 
if I had to pick someone to win, I mean, like, I feel like the realist in me is going to say Philly by, like, a little, like, three or four points, but as I said, I think it's possible the Giants win, so, like, I'm going into this game, like, kind of expecting to win, which is a pretty easy way to get your hopes up, I get it, but, like, we're in the freaking playoffs, so you better expect to win every playoff game, so, you know, I expect the Giants to win in a way. It seems like the vibes, the momentum, the confidence level, it definitely leans towards the Giants' side, so, you can make those arguments. As I said on the top of the video, you, you know that Philly has a much better history versus the Giants. They're 2-0 against them this year. The Giants haven't won there in a decade. It's a lot stacked against them. But on that same note, it's the playoffs, and who knows what's going to happen. So with that said, screw it. I will take the Giants 24-20. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Whatever. I forgot to sign off, so let me do that right quick, as the kids say. All right, so yeah, I mean, I expect the Giants to win by a little bit. Could be wrong, but hopefully not. So I hopefully will see you guys Saturday night in a great mood. If not, it might not be till Sunday. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, hope you guys enjoy. Have fun. Be responsible out there on Saturday night. Don't drink and drive any of that stuff and be safe. Anyone going to Philly also, definitely be safe out there. You never know with those fans. But yeah, let's get this win. Let's try and get to the NFC Championship game and keep this magical season alive.